Welcome to Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha. We're glad you've joined us today. Get ready for some kingdom conversation. Now here's your host, Lakeisha M. Johnson. And he is jealous for me. Loves like a hurricane. Tree. The weight of his than mercy mm. and all of a sudden I'm all aware of these perfections eclipsed by glory and I realize just how beautiful you are great your perfections are for me oh. he loves us Oh, how he loves us. Oh, how he loves us. Oh, how he loves us. Good morning. You know he had his portion in the prize. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for how you love us. 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 Good morning from the sunshine state. Good morning, good morning. Oh, how he loves us. Oh, oh. How he loves us. Yeah. He loves us Good morning, good morning. Thank you. Oh, how he loves us. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, 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 thank you. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Let the words of my mouth and meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you. It's okay, Nisi. It's okay. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Lord. We thank you. We make a joyful noise unto the Lord. That is one of my wrong favorite songs. That is the Dave Crowder band. And the name of that song is, Oh, how he loves, like how he loves us. And he just talks about how much the father loves us. Um, and how much our sins and everything else is eclipsed by his glory. Like I am just, and just grateful for how much God loves us and how much God thinks of us and how much, um, how important we are to God. And I don't know if we even realize our importance to God. Sometimes we let that slip beyond us. This morning I was up in the bed and I was just reminding myself, yeah, he's reckless, Julia. He's reckless. He's reckless. Girl, don't get me started. He's reckless for us. He is, he will leave the 99 to go follow the one. And you're just that important to God. You just mean that more 
important to God. And so this morning when I got up and I was doing my confessions and I was praying and talking to him about you, I just kept reminding myself. I'm like reminding him. I'm like, you know what? Um, I'm chosen. I'm adopted. I'm loved. I'm redeemed. I'm forgiven. Um, I'm favored and I accept this all by grace. Right. And I'm blessed. And I just kept saying those things to myself over and over again. I'm blessed. I'm chosen. I'm adopted. I'm redeemed. I'm forgiven. I'm loved. God loves me. Jesus loved me. I'm designed by God. I'm grace. He's bestowed me with good gifts and right all of those good things y'all leave xavier alone it's okay it's okay it's not that big deal it's okay and so i just want you this morning to celebrate the same god that i serve to understand how much god loves you to understand no matter what mistakes you've made no matter what you've done that you're still chosen you're still loved you're still forgiven. You're still redeemed. You're blessed. You're accepted. You're favored by God. And when man is saying anything different to you, you take the position. No, no. And when Satan is trying to say anything different to you, you take the position. I'm blessed, accepted, adopted, chosen, redeemed, forgiven, and loved. And if you got to say it a thousand times to yourself, I'm blessed, I'm accepted, I'm adopted, I'm chosen, redeemed, forgiven, and loved. I'm favored, right? Because the the enemy can be oppressive, right? He can be oppressive and he can begin to remind us of all the things that we did wrong and all the things that we're doing stupid now. And he'll put those things in position and he'll put those things in place and he'll make us feel so insecure or he'll make us feel unworthy or he'll make us feel like whatever God promised us is not going to happen, right? He'll do that. And so we have to combat him with the word. And we know that that's Ephesians 1, 15 through 17. Hold up, buddy. I'm chosen. I'm a adopted, I'm redeemed, I'm forgiven, I'm loved, I'm blessed, right? And stand steadfast in this. I want to read Psalms 51 over you. And I just want to compel you to ask God for mercy today because my uncle brought that up in church Sunday, how often we don't ask God to give us his mercy. Like we don't ask God to give us his mercy when we just need his mercy, right? Grace is what grace is. We don't earn grace. Um, we can't ask for grace, but we can ask for mercy. And sometimes we just need to cry out and ask God for mercy in a particular circumstance or a particular situation, or just we need to experience his mercy today, or we need to experience our love today. And I love this Psalms um, by David is just so important important. And, um, I told you guys, sometimes I, sometimes I take communion daily. The scripture says that we can do this often in remembrance in him. And especially when I feel like the enemy is trying to press into me or make me feel like I'm not worthy or overwhelm me with certain thoughts. I love to take communion for me. It reminds me that every snare, every trap, everything is broken. Like I don't wait to church to go to communion. And sometimes it's some bread and just, of grapefruit juice, but I take that communion and I reset the thing and I remind 
you are adopted and you are a loved Xavier and it does not matter. I love you so much and God loves you so much. But then my girls, they don't play <laughs> they don't play about me. And I love them too, but you are our brother and we love you. You are adopted, you are chosen, and it's okay, it's no big deal. So I want to read Psalms. If you're on Instagram, somebody said something, but they they weren't meaning any harm. They weren't he wasn't meaning harm any anyway. So I'm gonna read Psalms 51 over us this morning, and we're just gonna stand steady fast in that we're going to stand steadfast in that and we're going to trust God to give us his mercy this morning and just on your own as I'm reading it ask God for mercy ask God for mercy for a particular circumstance I see you Tina I'm lifting you up woman of God thank you thank you thank you um uh, thank you for being here this morning. Just ask God for mercy this morning. Um, I'm already feel, feeling tears in my eyes. I just believe God for change, for deliverance, for whatever it is you need for provision. Um, I truly believe there's going to be some financial testimonies coming soon. I feel a financial outpour from the Lord. And these finances are not necessarily predicated on because of what you've done, but because of your faithfulness to keep pressing in. So I declare that today that that God just financially and liberally bless you like beyond anything you can imagine. So let me read Psalms 51. It says, have mercy on me, O God, because of your unfailing love, because of your great compassion, blot out the stain of my sins. Wash me clean from my guilt. Purify me from my sin. For I recognize my rebellion. It haunts me day and night against you and you alone have I sinned. I've done what is evil in your sight. You will be proved right in what you say and your judgment against me is just for I was born a sinner yes from the moment my mother conceived me but you desire honestly from the womb teaching me wisdom even there purify me from my sins and I will be clean wash me and I will be whiter than snow oh give me back my joy again you have broken me now let me rejoice don't keep looking at my sins remove the stain of my guilt Created me a clean heart, O oh God, and renew a steadfast spirit in me, my God, or renew a loyal spirit in me. Do not banish me from your presence and don't take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and make me willing to obey you. Then I will teach your ways to rebels and they will return to you. Forgive me for shedding blood, O oh God, who saves. Then I will joyfully sing of your forgiveness. Unseal my lips, O oh Lord, that my mouth may praise you. You do not desire a sacrifice. You do not desire works. That's how you can think about a sacrifice. You do not do desire works. You don't desire works. You desire a broken and a contrite spirit. You don't want a burnt offering. You will not reject a broken and a repentant heart, O oh God. Look with favor on Zion and help her rebuild the walls of Jerusalem. Then you will be pleased with sacrifices offered in the right spirit, with burnt offerings and whole burnt offerings. Then bulls will again be sacrificed on your offer. So if you need a new beginning in any or every area of your life, God is able to make you into a new creation, right? Right? So make your relationship with him like your number one priority. Shift him into position. Second Corinthians 5 and 17 says that this means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone and the new life has begun. And so when we ask God to create a new, in us a clean heart, renew a lo lo loyal spirit, we're asking God for a fresh start. We're asking him for mercy. And you can ask God for that. You ain't got to wait on church. You ain't got to wait on 
um, some divine moment to reset or restart. You ain't got to wait on a brand new year. You don't have to wait on something significant to happen for you to restart who you are or restart your relationship or grow in your relationship or to just begin to ask God for mercy. So ask God for mercy, right? Ask God for, for mercy. Ask him to ask him to position you and to give you mercy. Ask God to do that for you. And God will begin to do that for you. Brand new mercies every day. A lot of times we've come on Holy Spirit. We bring the remnant of something that happened yesterday into today. And it's like, no, I'm, I'm real good at casting stuff in the sea of, sea of forgetfulness. And then when the enemy tries to remind me of something, like when he keeps trying to bring something up that has happened, something that is old, something. No, mm-mm, 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 mm-mm. I need brand new mercy, right? I need brand new mercy. And then the other one thing I want you to know is that uh, y'all use the term haters. People can't block you. Haters cannot block you. There is no scripture There is no story in the Bible where man ever stopped a blessing. That is the most foolish form of thinking I have ever seen. I meditated on this all day yesterday and the Lord was like, show me. And I had to look, I was like, look in the scripture, back it up in the word and show me where man ever had the authority or the capability to block a blessing. You can go to Daniel and the lion's den and the Lord still saved and redeemed. You can go to Joseph when the woman lied on him and it still worked in his favor. You can even go to Abraham when Abraham slept with Hagar and created Ishmael. God still gave him Isaac. Even when we are foolish, right? We are probably the biggest person that can block our blessing, but no person can stand in the way of your blessing. So if something has happened around you, ask God for mercy in the situation. Tell the Lord you need to experience his mercy. Tell him you need to experience his mercy in a particular circumstance or a particular situation. Yeah, y'all, if God is for me, who can be against me? What person can come against me, right? Trust in the Lord with all your heart, lean not into your understanding. And we give people way, we gotta give people way too much credit of what they can do for us. No no man, no woman can stand in the way of what God has for you. No man, no woman can stand in the way of your blessings. No demonic force, right? No, no divine. Yes, in our foolishness, he will give us mercy. Even when Abraham was foolish and create created Ishmael, God was like, that ain't Isaac. That ain't Isaac. That is not your promise. And even in your foolishness, I'm still going to bless you with what I told you I, I gave you. When he gave Joseph the dream, even though Joseph ran his mouth to his brothers, he said, I'm still going to bless you in spite of I'm still going to work, make all things work out for your good. Even in your ignorance, I got you. And so the prayers of the righteous avail as much. You're righteous because you've accepted Christ Jesus as Lord and Savior, right? So you need to sit this morning and ask him, God, I need your mercy. Lord God, I need your mercy. I need your mercy. I need your mercy. You may need it in a particular area of your life. You may need a fresh start in a particular area of your life. You may need, may need to see mercy in finances and don't wait on taxes. God dealt with me. He has been dealing with me on that. Don't wait on tax refunds and all that other stuff. Believe and trust God for your mercy, right? Believe and trust him. Yeah. What God's for you is for you, right? No weapon formed against you shall prosper. And we spend so many times, so much time 
time giving people and the enemy credit like they got some authority you got no authority in my future you ain't got no authority into my purpose you don't have authority you don't and i say you ain't got i can be articulately correct if i need to but i'm just saying you ain't got no authority you ain't got no power here you don't have the power he gave me the power to trample on scorpions and serpents and demons he gave me the power to speak to a mountain and commanded to move and the enemy doesn't want you to know you have that power and so he keeps fooling you spinning your head in foolishness i had no time to spend time on people because people don't have i need god like i need god people don't have the authority to do absolutely anything in my life but to bless me even when pharaoh even when Pharaoh's heart was hardened, God said, I hardened Pharaoh's heart because I'm getting ready to show out. <laughs> That's what he said. He said, I hardened his heart because I need to know people. I need people to know that I'm God. And if you look at every situation where God said he was going to do something for a person or he called somebody to somebody, he said, now stand back and watch what I do. When he told Gideon, you only need 300 to fight. He was saying to him, I'm going to demonstrate my power. You're going to do the impossible with me. It ain't really about man. It's about doing the impossible with me. And so we just need to be, to be recognized. We need to recognize that we need to know that. And we need to understand how mighty to how mighty God is and just cry out for mercy. Lord, just take a second. Father God, I thank you. And we need your mercy. Lord God, bestow upon us your mercy. Father God, I thank you for grace, for mercy, for restoring, Lord God, for wedding, for feeding their dry and their barren places this morning. Stir up the gift in them. Holy Spirit, stir up the gift. Just play, place your hand on your wound this morning and ask the Holy Spirit to come into you, to give you revelation, to give you knowledge. Lord God, I thank you for mercy this morning. I thank you for mercy. I thank you for brand new mercy this morning. I thank you for mercy. I thank you for creating in us a clean heart. I thank you for restoring us into righteousness, Lord God. I thank you for your holy power working in us, Lord God. I thank you if you are for us, who can be against us? I cancel every assignment of the enemy, every, every drought in their life, every barren place in their life, Lord God. And I thank you, Father God, today they are experiencing your mercy in Christ Jesus. Pour out your love on your people today. Pour out your spirit upon our flesh today, Lord God. Let the angels be encamped around us, Father God. We thank you, Father God. Let the angels be encamped around us. We thank you for brand new mercies daily. My God, give us instructions. Give us wisdom. Give us knowledge. Give us understanding. Give us grace. Let the words of our mouth and the meditation of our heart be acceptable in your sight. Holy Spirit, go do what only you can do. My God, we cry out for your mercy. My God, we cry out for your mercy. My God, we cry out for your mercy. In Jesus' name, amen. My God, I'm expecting him to demonstrate himself strong in your life today. I'm expecting, I kept hearing financial blessings are on the way. My ear kept hearing that this morning. The Lord kept saying, tell them financial blessings are on the way. Some of you have been looking at God to bless you financially, right? And I'm just believing, and that's not your taxes. Don't limit yourself to taxes. I'm just believing that God is about to open doors for you that no man can shut and that no man can steal this word from you that even though you've been disappointed before that because Jesus is knocking at the door, come on, Holy Ghost. Thank you for that reminder this morning that because Jesus is knocking at the door, you're going to open and God, and you're going to receive what God has for you. And you might already look 
liberally supplied. I'm just being honest. Then ask God to pour those blessings out on you so that you can be a blessing to someone else. It's not for you anyway. Receive the promotion, receive the grace, receive the finances, receive, receive the witty ideas. I told you it's not always money dollar signs. We receive the witty ideas and inventions, receive doors open to your business, receive doors open to your life. It is nothing wrong with you having money. It's for kingdom advancement. So don't let the enemy have you limited to thinking that money isn't for you and receive financial blessings by faith in Jesus name. Now, for those of you that have not been on the devotional, we have been doing a study in Ephesians, man. I don't know how far this study has gone on back, but I am just grateful that God has been teaching us um, about our relationship, teaching us how to carry the glory. If you didn't see how to carry the glory in your marriage and your marriage is in a stuck place, you need to go back and get that. If you didn't see how to carry the glory in your friendships, you need to go back and see that. Man, Timmy, he got you. I promise he do you too faithful. God is a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. So just receive it by faith. Um, and so if you don't, if you didn't know how to carry the glory at work, he was giving us wisdom on how to carry the glory at work. If you didn't know how to carry the glory to your children, he gave us wisdom on how to carry the glory to your children. He has been very significant with us. He's been grooming us. He's been teaching us in this new chapter so that we are not using old wine skin. He's been giving us fresh revelation and how to walk into relationships significantly. And I don't know about you, but my relationships have been growing like my relationships have been growing. No, Xavier, the love of money is the root of all evil. Money isn't the root of all evil. The love of money is the root of all evil. You got to have some money. And so I don't know about you. I've been growing significantly in my relationships. And so this morning, the Lord is, a, Lord is talking to us. Um, we talked about how we should talk to each other. And so we're in Ephesians 5 and 21. And this, the Ephesians this Ephesians 5 and 21 talks about a spirit filled life that's marked by mutual submission. Well, and this is a really, really big deal. And when I was, um, when I was, uh, I love, I like hip hop. I'm a hip hop girl, right? I like new old hip hop stuff that was good. And when I was reading this and studying this, all I kept hearing in my spirit was friends. You know, the song, I'm about Houdini. How many of us have them friends, right? <laughs> The ones we can depend on, let's be friends. And so the, the spirit filled life, if our life is full of the glory, if our life is full of the spirit, if our life is full of the Holy Spirit, right? Well, the Holy Spirit, the life of the, hey, y'all be gentle with Xavier because he is still learning. He is still learning. He's still learning. He's still learning. He's still learning. He's, 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 a, he's our brother and he's learning. Y'all be gentle with him. He's still learning. He's still a babe growing in some areas. We're just grateful that he's here because the fact that he's here is going to transform his life and everybody he's connected to. So y'all be gentle with our brother. Be gentle with him. He's growing. He's learning. He's being groomed into greatness. He's being groomed into grace. The fact that he's here every morning at 5 a.m. speaks so big. So y'all be gentle. Y'all be gentle with him. Love is gentle. Love is kind. Love keeps no record of wrongs, right? Love, that's what love does. So y'all be gentle with him. He's here by faith, right? He's here by faith. So, um, so we're going to submit to one another, right? And this is what Ephesians 5 and 21 says. It says submitting to one another in the fear of God, submitting 
to one another in the fear of God. And so when we are filled with the spirit, it'll, it will show by our mutual submission to one another and the submission will be done in the fear of God and not the fear of man in the fear of God, not the fear of man. And so we need to think of this as rank as ranking order. And, um, when he talks about submitting the word submitting here literally means to be under rank. It needs to be under rank and it, it means to be under rank. It's a military word, right? Um, and it speaks of the way that an army is organized among levels of ranks, right? And so you have generals and, um, you have colonels and you have majors and you have captains and you have sergeants and you have privates and there are levels of rank and you're obligated to, ex to respect those in higher rank. And so we know that as a person, somebody can be smarter, more talented, a better person than a general, but he's still under rank to the general. He isn't submitted to the general so much as person as a person, he's submitted to the position. And so the idea of submission has nothing to do with whether or not someone is smarter. It has to do with God appointed order, right? It has to do with what God has said, um, who is to be over us. Right. And I'm not talking about over us from the plant of, um, I'm ruling over you in that kind of authority. That's not the authority I'm talking about, but I'm talking about we're under rank. We're submitted to God first. And then God places people in our lives in which we should be submitting to one another. So I should be submitting to you. Okay, y'all stay focused and you should be submitting to me, right? And so no one has any more obligation to submit than anyone else, right? Um, no one has any, has, has no more obligation to submit to someone. So example, first Corinthians five, one through five, Paul clearly tells the Corinthian Christians to submit to his authority and to do something right. And so I'm sure the, I'm sure the Christians came back and said, um, who should we be submitting to? Or how should we be submitting? And how do we need to submit? And Paul was just saying, there's a rank and authority. And so I want to talk to you today about who we submit to. I want to talk to me, to you today about the right kind of relationships, the right kind of friendships and making sure that we are submitting to the right relationships and the right type of friendships. Um, it is important in this season that we understand how much, how important teamwork is to the kingdom. I have taught multiple times. Isolation is the trick of the enemy. You are not to be isolated. You don't need to be on your own, but you have got to be submitted to the right kind of relationships. You have got to be submitted to the right kind of people. You have got to be involved in some of the, the right kind of relationships. And so we're going to learn today in the word of what kind of relationships are we supposed to be submitted to. Now I'm going to tell you my golden rule, and I'm going to be honest with you. If the relationships that you are involved in are not drawing you closer to God, or if your assignment is not to draw them closer to God, then you need to check whether or not you need to be involved in those relationships 
from the place of a friend. You need teamwork for the kingdom. You need teamwork for your assignment. You need teamwork in order to accomplish the things that God wants you to accomplish. You need a certain amount of teamwork, a certain amount of collaboration. You need a whole lot of grace and a whole lot of mercy. But what you can't afford to be is in relationships in which they don't grow you closer to God in relations, not intimately, not, not intimately. And you've got to know, you got to know the difference between friends, like friends, friends and associates, friends and people you are to collaborate. You've got to begin to ask the Holy spirit to give you discernment for those relationships. But you got to ask yourself, am I involved in a relationship that's growing me in my relationship with God? And here's the problem. I told you the other day, longevity doesn't equal legitimacy because I've been in a long term relationship with this person does not mean that this relationship is healthy for me is healthy for me. It does not mean it's healthy for me. And so if we're going to submit to one to another, right, if we're supposed to be submitting and this can apply to a marriage and and I'm going to be honest, man, can I tell you something for men, like for men, it is very difficult to submit to a man who is not submitted to God. Right. And, and it does not mean we get to honor you or be disrespectful, but it's very difficult for a woman to submit to a man who does not honor God. And so we have to be careful because sometimes men will use that. Um, you ain't submitting the words say submitting, especially they know if they know they have a godly woman, it is difficult for a man to, to submit to a man who won't submit to God. That's hard. That's a hard place to be in. If the man is not submitting to God, if he is not treating us like Christ loves the church, however, we are to honor God in everyone and we are to honor God in everything. And so we have to take this under rank attitude. Well, before that, before we can submit, we need to make sure that we are submitting to the right relationships that we understand the people that we are submitting to, that we understand the relationships that we are connected to, that God didn't call us to be connected to every kind of relationship, that every type of person is not supposed to be our friend. For my single ladies and men, this is a, a, a key for you. If the person cannot grow if we can't grow in God together, if we can't grow in our relationship with God together, then there's probably going to be a problem in this relationship. So before we get into the bulk of the submission, we've got to understand that we are connected to or in relationships with people who we can do team building with, or we can do teamwork with. Right. And even though teamwork is not mentioned, mentioned, um, even though teamwork is not necessarily mentioned in the Bible, it, it it's what we need in order to accomplish kingdom. Right. And so we've got to make sure we are in those healthy relationships. What kind of relationships am I in? What kind of relationships, um, what kind of relationships am I connected to? Are these relationships healthy for me in this season of my life? If I'm in a, if I'm in a position where I felt the tug and pull of God on my heart, and I know God is saying to me, look, um, you need to be, if I know God is saying to me, look, you need to draw into a closer relationship with me, then I'm just going to be honest with you. Those friendships, those people that you're connected to need to be drawing. They need to make you want to be better. They need to make you want to be better. They need to make you want to be better. And we need to be in a position where we can submit. And we need to make sure that we are the type of friend that we make those people that we're connected to want to be better, right? 
And so if we're going to submit to each other, we've got to check that. So let me give you a few scriptures about that. And then I'm going to come back to the submission thing. Proverbs 27, 17 says iron sharpen iron. So a man sharpen the countenance of his friend, right? We got to have checks and balances in place. I have to be able to sharpen you. You have to be able to sharpen me. But if you are not properly equipped, then you won't be able to sharpen me. And I'm, it's going to be difficult for me to submit to you in a relationship or a friendship that does not honor God. And that's why I said, you got to make sure that you check the relationships. You should be counting. Can I tell you something? You are responsible for the type of friends you have. You are responsible to know that your friends love God like you do. You need to know if your friends are saved. And we, and, and one of the worst things is that one of your friends die and not be saved, right? And not be saved. You need to know that the people that you're, that you call a friend, right? That you're in a position where you can hold them spiritually accountable. And they're in a position where I can be but I can be spiritually accountable to be then you need to know your friend. We talking about your friend. We ain't talking about your co, co um, we ain't talking about somebody. You just, if your friends are not saved, you've got to begin to be careful with those relationships. Or if your assignment is for you to get your friends saved, then you got to have the wisdom from the Lord of how to navigate through these relationships so that you can influence them the way that God did. Now, do I have some friends that are not saved? Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. And God, but God has given me some strategies for those relationships. He's given me some wisdom of how I um, am supposed to have those relationships. And so we, the first check is, let me check my friend circle. That's the first, right? Let me check my friend circle. Let me find out whether or not the people that I'm connected to, we're growing in God together. And if we're not growing into God together, I need to evaluate what the Lord is saying to me about these relationships. Am I making the person better? Is the person making me better? Or are we just kind of doing life together? Or is this just a colleague? Or is this someone just on the external part of my, my circle, right? so that I can submit to the right gift because I don't want to submit to someone that's going to pull me away from God. If I submit to someone who's pulling me away from God, then what I'm doing is I'm taking their wisdom for things that they don't even need to advise me in. I'm taking their wisdom from things that they don't even need to advise me in. And they're not able to provide me with the godly counsel I need. So I need to know that because iron is going to sharpen iron. First Peter four and two says, as every man hath received the gift, even so minister the same one to another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. Each person has something unique and special to offer as a whole human being. And so we have to begin to recognize the gifts, right? that are created through God's love together as a team, as kingdom, as a body. And so in practical action, if we're going to submit to one another, it implies the, the thing that we've got to be a team ba ba player. So if I've checked my, my circle, if I know that I'm in a circle full of godly counsel, we talking about your friends. I want y'all, some of y'all have a com confused your acquaintances with friends. I'm just being honest. And because we use the word sis these days, so liberal. Oh, hey, sis. And you, my sister. And we're all brothers and sisters in Christ, right? 
in Christ. That's the thing in Christ. But we're live, we're using the word sis for us as women and bro. We're li- using the word sis and bro too liberal these days. If I call you my sister, I'm, I don't call everybody sis. I don't. You're my you. I, I'm not. I've, I've learned the difference. I'm learning the difference between acquaintance and. I'm learning the difference in the comrades and those that are on my outer circle and those that are my inner circle. Everybody ain't my sis. Everybody ain't for me. Everybody um, is not positioned to be in a place of my life. We are, you are all my brothers and sisters in Christ and I love you, but my sisters are my sisters. Like my sisters are my sisters. My sisters are my sisters. My sisters, for, for my sisters, I'm going to die. For my sisters, I look for a certain level of relationship. So if we're going to be submitting to one another, then we are all in line with the idea of being a team player. We are all in line with the recognition that everybody connected to us has a gift. Everybody who's connected to us has a level of importance. Everybody everybody who is connected to us, right? Everybody who is connected to us has a person position, a perfect position in our life. That's why you got to evaluate and check those relationships on a consistent basis. So if we are submitting to each other, then one, we should not be thoughtless, but we should be constantly thinking of others. We should not be thoughtless. If I'm in submission to you and you're in submission to me, if I'm submitting to your gifts, you submitting to my gift, then we should not be thoughtless. We should be thinking of others, right? Then we should not be individualistic. I'm not saying you don't have your own individual personalities, right? But what I'm saying here is I'm not trying to assert myself above you. I'm not, I don't have to position myself. I don't have to, I don't have to throw my degrees at you. I don't have to throw my importance at you. I don't have to do that when I know who I am. I don't have to I don't have to assert myself. I don't have to be self-asserting myself in situations. I don't have to be bragging. I don't have to be boasting on myself. If I'm doing that, then I'm not in a position to submit, right? I, I'm not self-seeking. If I'm submitting to you, I'm not self-seeking. The relationship isn't just always about me. The relationship isn't always about me. The relationship isn't always about what I need. I'm trying to figure out what I can give to you as well. I have a team like attitude. I'm trying to let my whole, t- can I tell you something? Anybody connected to me? I'm trying to have my whole team come up. I'm not just trying to come up. I'm not just, it's not just about me. I'm trying to have my whole team. My whole mentality is that my whole team, if I win my whole team is going to win my whole team everybody connected to me if i go up everybody that's in covenant and partnership with me is going up i don't do what i do for me daily that's the team like attitude we must be happy when someone else succeeds and does well we cannot be afraid of other people excelling doing well becoming great prospering, growing. That is not a team-like attitude. That is not evidence of being submitted to others. And we also have to bear our own difference, difficulties, discomforts, and trials with courage, right? So when we're submitting to others, we're submitting to others as unto the Lord. We're submitting to others unto the Lord. I yield to your gifts. You yield to my gifts. You bring something to the table. I bring something to the table. We are not in competition with each other. Can I say that again? Because this is big right now. This is huge right now. 
I, you are not in competition with each other. We are not in, I'm not your competition, baby. I'm not your competition. I'm not your competition. If I, if all the gifts are working in the body, the way the, that they're supposed to work, then I'm not even trying to compete with you. I'm only competing with the day before. And that's myself, right? That's, that's, but that's that teamwork mentality. So the act of when Paul is saying here, look, I need you to submit to each other. He's saying, I need all the gifts in the body working together so that we can be all become great. There's enough money out here for everybody. There's enough business out here for everybody. There's enough and there's enough everything out here to be connected so everybody can win. I'm not your competition. I'm, I'm just not. I'm not your com competition. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. And we shouldn't ever be in competition with each other. We should only be in competition with ourselves. So everybody has. Ephesians 4 and 11 says that he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and some teachers, right? Everybody was designed. Each team has great players, right? I was watching the movie Glory Road with the boys last night. And at the end of the fight, and it's based on a true story at the end in the final four, because he wanted the team to experience the win. He put in the five best players. He put in the, he put in the five best players. He looked at the gifts and the talents of the five best players that were going to create the win. And the other players, come on, Holy Spirit, submitted to the five best players and said, you know what? I want to play, but because we need to do this because we, and they were defeating so many different things because we need to accomplish this as a whole. I'm going to put in a five best players. I'm going to submit. I'm going to serve. I'm going to do exactly what, what needs to be best for the entire team. Yes. We are all one body with different roles. That's why I'm so big on sisterhood. Like if we really going to be sisters, then we all going to come up. We all going to come up. I, if I got chicken, you got rice, you got green beans, you got rolls, you got Kool-Aid, you got a napkin, baby. We got a meal. We got a meal and we're all going to eat. And we're all going to eat. And so he's saying, submit your gifts, submit your talents, submit your time, submit your friendship, submit your love as unto the Lord, not with selfish gain, not with the mentality. And we have a problem with this because the enemy has taught us to be divided. We, we to be divided. No, Jess, we don't cancel out each other gifts and talents. Everybody doesn't have to be the forefront. When I incorporate, I didn't even want to name this ministry LMJ Ministries. I didn't. I didn't, but God told me to name it LMJ Ministries. But LMJ Ministries is not just Lakeisha Johnson. LMJ Ministries started with Lakeisha and Jessica. <laughs> That's who started LMJ Ministries. And now LMJ Ministries is Lakeisha and Jessica and a whole other slew of people. LMJ Ministries is your ministry. If you feel like you fit into it, get in where you fit in. We welcome your gifts and your talents. We welcome your gifts and your talents. I'm just, I just, that that's what I know is going to win for us in ministry and sisterhood and everything else that we're supposed to do. Ephesians 4 32, it says, and be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God, as Christ's sakes has forgiven. Teamwork is going to require you to have unconditional expectations upon ourselves because we have faith in God and love. Your friendship should be built in truth and love. If you are in friendships and if you are in relationships and they are not built in love, they're going to falter. They're going to falter. If they're not built on truth and love, they're going to be, they're going to falter. And so we, 
We have to know that and we have to be like-minded and we have to be like-minded in Christ Jesus. Romans 15 and five says, now that the God of patience and consolation grants you to be like-minded one toward another, according to Christ Jesus. So we got to be like-minded one, one towards another, like one towards another. First Corinthians one and 10 says, now I beseech you brethren by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that ye all speak the same thing, my God, and that there be no divisions among you, but that ye be perfectly joined together in the same mind and the same judgment that we be perfectly joined together. First Corinthians 12, 14 says for the body is not one member, but many. So let's deal with why we don't submit. We don't submit. We don't submit because of rebellion. We don't submit because we don't fear God. I'm just going to be honest. We don't fear God. We don't have the fear of God of us. We don't have, we don't understand what God is doing in our life. We don't understand the connections and the importance of relationships. We would rather hold on to dysfunctional relationships and dysfunctional people and longevity and all this other crazy madness instead of being in healthy relationships and submitting to those relationships and allowing to understand rank. When y'all disrespectful to y'all pastors, that bothers me. And I understand that they're men and they're human. But when God has called somebody into ministry, he put them in rank. And if you got a hard time submitting to someone in leadership, a pastor, or someone in authority, um, you're going to have a problem leading yourself, right? God said, I'll make you I'll, if you take care of the little, I'm going to make you ruler over many, many, right? I'm going to do that. And, and that has a lot to do with stewardship, right? And that has a lot to do with understanding position and rank and the fear of God. So when we submit ourselves, we see ourselves no longer in an individualistic way. When we submit us to ourselves, we see ourselves as a unit, as a company, as a, a battalion. We have so much respect for God, the father. I respect the God in you. When I respect your gifts, I respect the God in you, right? I have respect of Christ Jesus in you. So the motive for, for submission is not about being socially kind. The motive of submission is not the law of God. The motive of submission is the respect for Christ Jesus. If we respect Jesus, then we should submit to one another because we love Jesus, right? We love Jesus. Paul uses the term fear in the passage, but he's saying you need to respect what another person's respect, another person's gift, respect another person's talent, right? Respect what another person has going on, respect about Completing them. So if I have a spirit filled life, submission and responsibility is going to come. And that means that I'm also going to respect my husband in marriage. And I'm going to, my husband is going to respect his wife in marriage because he respects the Christ in me. And so we got to think about that in submission. First, check the relationships. Is this even a relationship I can submit to? Why am I involved in this relationship? Um, if it's not a relationship, if you married to the person, go get some counseling and some help. Go get some help. Go get some, go, go, go get some help. Go get some help. And when we are disrespectful, it's because I don't respect the God in you. I haven't recognized the God in you. I don't have enough fear of God in me to know that when I am disrespectful to you, I'm disrespecting God. That is what has taught me to treat people better. I can't hurt people because I know that I'm hurting God. Like I cannot, I can't be ugly towards people. I can't be mean towards people. I used to be, I can't because God gave me the revelation that every time you're mean to one of my 
kids, every time you're callous, every time you ugly, every time you talking about somebody, every time you dogging somebody out, you're dogging out my creation. Every time you mistreat someone, I don't care what they've done. You're mistreating my creation. And so I had to wake myself up and shake myself self up and say, so when we have the team like mentality, we all go win. Like, I'm just being honest. The meat of it is when we get the team like mentality, I don't have to do everything. I don't have to run everything. Um, I have a variety of people that I use for different facets for my ministry. Stasi is on here. She has a gift for decorating. I'm not ever going to try to de decorate something. I'm going to submit to the gift that Stasi has because she can decorate. Deshana is on here. She does my hair. I don't have to try to do my hair. Deshana's gift is to do my hair. So I'm going to submit to her gift and let her do my hair. And I'm not going to be hotty. I can do my own hair. I can't do my own hair. <laughs> I can, but I can't. I got too much hair. I got too much whatever. I wouldn't do my hair if I had to do my hair, right? I'm just being honest. I have somebody else that writes for me. I submit to them. When somebody tells me to correct something, I don't have a problem with someone correcting me. A sign that I'm dealing with issues with pride is because I can't be corrected because I can't yield towards you, right? I'm, I just, it's just certain things, right? It's certain things. I, I'm going to submit to, right? Um, if I'm not stronger in cooking and you are, then why wouldn't I get that advice from you, right? If you've got a gift and a knack that I don't have, then why wouldn't I get what I need from you? The only reason that I won't get what I need from you is because pride is standing me in the way. And I know some people have abused and I know some people have done some things that they ain't got no business. And I know some people have, um, you've trusted people and people have failed you, but I need you to trust God again. I'm serious. I need you to trust God again. I need you to go back to the position and understand my team is going to be stronger. If I trust God, my team is going to work. What I'm trying to accomplish is going to happen at a greater acceleration and rate. If I will learn to submit to the God in you, if I will learn to submit to the Jesus in you. So let me, let me, let me, let me, let me share with you just a few things from my house. I have children who hear from the Lord and they have corrected me before. They have never corrected me in disrespect, but they have corrected me and they have dealt with me and in love. And they have said things to me that have woken me up. I trust the God in them. I honor the God in them. I remember one day I was laying on the floor and Judah, Judah made a statement and I said, I was struggling over something. And I was like, I don't know that I can do this. And I looked at, and he looked at me, he said, you can do this. And I said, why are you so confident mother? And basically he was like, because I trust the God in you. And I, and I know that God is with you and he will help you with this. This is Judah talking to me and I'm laying in there and I was laying on my floor and I said, how do I, how do you know this? Like, how do you know this? And he said to me, because you taught me this. Like, because I learned this from you, I learned faith from you. I learned hope from you. Like I learned this from you. And so I had to yield to what he was saying. I had to yield. I, I had to yield to what I am. Y'all start talking about that. Don't respond. Don't, don't do that. I handled that already. Um, and so I, that's, that's the submission. That's the submission. That's the submission right there. 
I just already said, focus on me. Don't even even say nothing else about that. Um, I'm just being honest. And so I had to submit to him as a nine-year-old and let him give me wisdom for what I needed. And we have to learn how to do that because we'll think we're justified in our actions, our deeds, and our thoughts. And what we need and what we have through somebody else is... Um, is, is what we need and what's necessary for us to survive and for us to build and for us to become and to do what we need to do in Christ. So we got to learn how to submit to one each other, submit to the God in each other. And remember, we need a whole team for this. You need a whole team for this. Husband and wives, y'all got to become team players. Y'all got to play on the team together. You got to, you got to play on the team. Even in your household, me, my kids and I play, I tell them all the time, this is a team. We do everything as a team. Um, Judah was fussing the other day. I'm not picking that up. Josiah put that down there. I said, absolutely, you're going to pick it up. Whether you put it down there or not, we are a team. We are a team. So we got to understand ranking order. We got we to gotta understand how to submit to authority. When someone is more wise than you, you need to yield to the wisdom in that person. You need to yield to the wisdom. If you know somebody got a whole lot of godly wisdom, it would be foolish for you not to yield to that person's wisdom. It would be foolish. If you know God is working, it would be foolish. If you are connected into relationships that can give you godly wisdom, it might not be that you throw the whole relationship away, but you need to back that relationship up because that relationship does not have enough for you to be able to grow in the things of God like you're supposed to. I hope this made sense today. I hope this gave you some, I hope this gave you something. I hope you understand rank and order. I hope you understand authority. I hope you understand your own authority. If you learn how to submit to authority, it is one of the quickest ways that you move up in ranks with favor. I, I favor it, it will. It was one. I tell people all the time when I am before my apostle and my pastor, when I am before somebody that I know has more knowledge or has a different gift, then I am submitted to that gift and I get real quiet. <laughs> I get real quiet. Don't run from wisdom. Don't run from these relationships. That's the worst mistake you made. I had somebody tell me one time, the reason that I stopped dealing with you was because I knew you were going to hold me accountable. And I didn't want to be in a relationship with anybody who was going to hold me accountable. And I was like, this is crazy, but I wasn't even saying anything to hold them accountable. It was my lifestyle. Can I tell y'all something for those of you who are still struggling with your relationship with Christ, don't run from godly relationships. Keep hanging around them. It'll rub off on you. Keep growing to them. Keep gravitating towards them. For those of us who have learned to love like Christ, we're not going to pick into your pick up in your life. We're not going to pick you apart. Those of us who really learn how to love like Christ, we're not going to pick you apart. We ain't got time for that. We too busy trying to work out our own salvation. We too busy. We're trying to get our own selves together. So just keep hanging around those relationships. It'll begin. The Christ in them will begin to rub off on you. And you'll find yourself growing just because you were eating the fruit off their tree. But most of us will run from godly relationships and don't know the importance of rock godly relationships because they scare the, they scare the heck out of us. 
they scare us and we'll be judging ourselves by that person and that person isn't even judging us they're not even looking at us like that they just want to love us and be connected to us and be a part of our life so don't run from godly relationships don't run from godly counsel seek out those relationships yeah seek out those relationships godly relationships will change your life like godly relationships will change they're better than being in relationships that foster your sickness that foster your sin and that put you in a position where you can't overcome ask yourself are the relationships i'm connected to growing me closer to god and then if they're not lord show me how to make an exit or show me where to put these relationships because i don't want anything standing in the way and then father god deal with the rebellion in me that keeps me from submitting to godly counsel and submitting to get relationships and then deal 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 with me as well in the areas in which i'm haughty and my pride won't allow me to submit the way that I need to. Cause a lot of just, we'll be faking and stunting like we are there and we're not there. So Jesus open our eyes today. Give us revelation in your word of how, how we need to operate in relationships. Show us how to submit. Give us the Holy spirit. Let this word be quickened in our spirit so that eyes are open. Lord God, let Jesus Christ manifest in every area of our lives. God, give us godly counsel, bring to us the relationships we need and remove from us the relationships we no longer be need to be a part of quicken us where we tried to let longevity equal legitimacy lord god and let us be sovereign in the relationships let us submit to each other let us submit to gives right let us be submitted to one another in christ jesus lord god let us build a whole kingdom team let us do the work that's required for kingdom understanding that you created us for each other, that we're one body, Lord God, and that Christ become the head. If there's anything or anyone we're connected to that we are not supposed to shake it up, close the door, Lord God. We give you permission to do a greater work in us. In Jesus' name, amen. We do a good, and that's good. One of my friends on Instagram said, godly relationships will set you free, set us free. Godly relationships will, they will begin to set you free. That that's why the enemy doesn't want you connected to godly counsel. I'm just being honest. That's why he doesn't want you connected. He will have you running from godly relationships because they seem so foreign and you'll be connected to dysfunctional relationships. You'll go marry somebody dysfunctional instead of being with a godly woman or a godly man, because it doesn't look like a fleshly relationship. And so you'll go get a relationship that looks successful, but it's not growing you in Christ. The person that, that, that doesn't have the capacity um, for your next level, they only have the capacity for your now, but instead of you submitting to a godly relationship, one that will elevate you at all levels, you'll continue to be connected to an ungodly relationship. One that looks fleshly good. One that, one that looks healthy, one that looks appealing, one that is overruled by lust and other things you'll submit and be in that relationship versus being in a godly relationship with a man or a woman that could transform your life. We will. Cause we want what feels good to the flesh. We don't, we, we, that come on now. Come on, Tina. Come on. We want what feels good to the flesh versus what feels good to the spirit. 
We, and so we don't want to submit to godly relationships because they feel good to our flesh. They, they stroke the flesh in us when God is saying, I need you to connect. And that's not just for marriage. I need you to connect to godly counsel so that you can grow and so that you can become absolutely everything that you need. You will pick apart godly counsel, right? And you will submit to the enemy and submit to a fleshly relationship because it feels good versus submitting to what your spirit needs. You will go and marry the wrong person because it feels good to your flesh and you'll bypass what God ordained for you and would change your destiny. I have my own testimony to that. I almost did that, but because I submitted to the spirit of God in my husband, it changed my lifestyle. You would not have LMJ ministry had I not submitted to the Christ in my husband. He had way more Christ. He saved me. His relationship changed me. I was still carnal. I was still fleshly, but that relationship changed my life. It changed my, it changed my life. And I'm glad I submitted to the relationship. I love y'all. Let's go get godly counsel. Let's go get wisdom. Let's have a good relationship. Let's find the Christ. Let's find, let's find Jesus Christ. And if you've never been saved, you've never been saved. If you've never, you ever, ever, ever been saved, this is your chance to accept Jesus as Lord and Savior. Guess what? All you got to do is acknowledge that you're a sinner. Then thank, then ask Jesus to become Lord and Savior in your life. You're going to have to get baptized, right? You're going to have to get baptized. You got to go to the water and then allow me to disciple you. I'll see y'all back here on money. Y'all keep me lifted up. Y'all keep me lifted up. Y'all keep this ministry lifted up. I'm going to be praying for you to find godly counsel and the right relationship. Thank you for tuning into our podcast. If you would like more information about LMJ Ministries, log on to Lakeisha M. Johnson dot com today.